With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And joining us now is the great Harvard Law School professor emeritus. Yeah, he's got a brand new new book book. appropriately called Get Trump. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, and I understand it's a bestseller on Amazon already. I'm not surprised. All of your books are big bestsellers. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, what's your reaction to what John Solomon had to say? This is Blockbuster. It is. First of all, thank everybody for buying my book and thank President Trump for endorsing it. He called it a great book and said everybody should read it. And as a result of it, over the weekend, it became the number one nonfiction bestseller on Amazon. And I think if you really want to protest against what D.A. Bragg is doing, the best thing to do is buy my book. If it stays a bestseller, it'll send a message to uh, D.A. Bragg that people are watching and people are holding him accountable. Look, John Solomon is an amazing man. He comes up with stuff. What he came up with on January 6th is consistent with what we have been told and we have been given. We have videotapes also that show policemen seeming to be um, motioning people to uh, come into the Capitol. Certainly they weren't stopping them from going into the Capitol. But we haven't gotten everything. The government has been withholding information from us, and that's a violation of the Brady rule, which requires the government to turn over all exculpatory material. So we're in the process of litigating on behalf of my client, who is a young law student, had good grades, finished all of his courses in law school, but his degree was withheld because he was arrested for a felony, even though he came to do what President Trump said, and that is to protest um, um, peacefully and patriotically. And he only walked into the Capitol when he was uh, motioned to do so and then walked out. As soon as he was told to leave, and now that wait, wait, wait! I got it. We're all shaking our heads. It was just a guy who just walked in and walked out, right. and he he's facing a felony, and he was motioned yeah. in. Yeah, he was motioned, and, he's, and he, he wants to. They, they, they want to take away that. his legal career. That's right. They want to let him graduate. They want to take away his legal career. He's a wonderful young man. Look, we have agreed not to discuss the events of January 6th, because, look, I didn't like the president's speech. I think Biden won the election fair and square. I didn't like the protest, but there's a First Amendment right to protest, and I don't defend people I agree with, or even I like this young man, uh, but we've agreed to disagree about the you know events that led to the protest, but that, under the American Constitution, that doesn't matter. You can protest anything. The right of the people peacefully to assemble, to seek redress from the government, that was exactly what they were doing. And they were let in. He he had no allegation he did any damage, no allegation he cursed anybody or did anything wrong. He just went in, sat there for a few minutes in the balcony, and then left when other people left and went home. That is amazing. uh, He's now, his life has been destroyed. Uh, Judge Weinberg, you've uh, got a question, right? I think uh, there's a real problem because a lot of people are still being held, Alan, in jail under these claims that these were violent uh, rioters and, and insurrectionists. 
And it seems to me these tapes, as you correctly point out, are exculpatory, and there was an obligation on the part of the government to turn these over. And I understand that the January 6th committee had these in their possession and refused to give up the information. That's right. And they have no Brady obligation to give them up, but the prosecutors do. And if the prosecutors can get them, they have an obligation to uh, turn them over. And, uh, you know, we think that these will uh, be exculpatory and and demonstrate that uh, that my client did nothing wrong. Look, there were some people who did do things wrong, who did destroy property, and they should be held into account for that. You can't generalize. Every case has to be handled individually. The problem I have is that judges now are terrified to do anything that is seen as pro the January 6th rioters, pro Trump. Um, In Washington, D.C., you don't want to go to a dinner party and uh, be told, oh, that's the judge that freed the January 6th uh, people or who helped Trump. Uh, It's just not acceptable in places like the District of Columbia and New York, and it affects the administration of justice. Judges are supposed to be thick-skinned. They're supposed to only apply the facts to the law. They're not supposed to in any way uh, involve their own personal views or their fears or anything like that. And I'm afraid that we have two standards of justice these days. Yeah, clearly. Most of the rest of us, and one for those who were seen as enablers of Trump. I was seen as an enabler of Trump, even though I voted against him. You know, recently at the rally at Waco, he said, you know, people, uh, great scholars have opposed my prosecution. Even people who don't like me have voted against me, like Alan Dershowitz. He voted against me, but he thinks this is one of the worst uh, offenses. And yeah, that's what I do. Well, justice is supposed to be equal for everybody. Uh, Governor Pataki, you got a question. No, I just uh, had a comment, but Alan kind of pointed it out. You you said, of course, you can peacefully assemble. That's a constitutional right. But and I can't speak to the specifics of your client's case, but there were undoubtedly those who were violent, disruptive and had one intention, and that was to prevent the the vice president from being able to fulfill his constitutional duties. And they should be held uh, criminally responsible for those actions. And I just... Uh, you know, I think you have to, as you said, you have to look at each case. You can't just right. blanketly say they were let in. It wasn't their fault. And by no, the I way, and by the way, I think uh, Trump's inaction after urging people to go and he saw the violence occurring is something to me that is that is inexcusable. I'm probably going to lose John half his readers here. But no, I think no, it's OK. Half I, his listen, listeners, everybody's entitled to Everybody is entitled. Everybody's entitled. It's America. Yeah. And, and I would ask you the question. How many of the 300 protesters that went in there for this so-called insurrection had guns? Right. The answer is zero. How many? Yeah, I know the answer. Very very few. Certainly not. I thought one. I thought one. You can't have an insurrection with one gun. There There were no drawn guns. Well, there, there was one. one. I heard there was one. There guy was one watching. on Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I don't want us to be excusing the violence and the deliberate effort to prevent the vice president from carrying out his constitutional duties. No, and the, them screaming. Absolutely. Hang we want pants. The Listen, know, I said, I said that the vice should. president was doing the right thing. Yes, I said exactly that. right. Exactly okay. right. And, and those who tried to prevent. 
the constitutional obligations are being carried out, we're doing the wrong thing. But, but, but Governor th- Pataki, they had a thousand people they've gone after so far. They just came out the other day saying they're going to go after another twelve hundred. Uh, Rita, I, I, mean, I, I, I agree with what uh, Professor Dershowitz said earlier, and that is that you have to look at each case individually. There are those who should be yeah, in jail yeah, exactly, and held criminally exactly. responsible. Well, no, no, let, let, let me stop. I generally agree with the governor, but I disagree on this one. There should be those who should be convicted, but not in jail without bail. Say you get somebody who went in there and, yes, yeah. and did something wrong, destroyed property, but he has no record, no history of violence of any kind. That person should be convicted after a trial. But he shouldn't be held without bail pending. And the reason they don't want to record, we got to take a break, but the reason they don't want to give up these tapes, facial recognition equipment, how many of those were undercover cops or undercover federal agents, et cetera, et cetera, working? Uh, Craig Eaton, you yeah, got to take a break. I, I, just, I just have one comment. I, and I, think, I think you hit it right on the head, Professor. Every one of these defendants, everyone that's being held, everyone that's pled guilty, Everyone that's being charged has the right to look at every piece of evidence out there to determine whether or not their their client is is innocent or guilty. And I agree with the governor. Not everyone's going to be innocent, but let the tapes show. Let all the evidence be released. That's right. I agree with you completely. Alan Dershowitz, thank you for telling the truth to the world. And God bless you. God bless America. And by the way, and uh, congratulations, Governor Pataki. I understand you've been nominated. Uh, for all the good work you do in the Greek Ukraine. Well, for thank, the, you, thank no, you, John. Nobel, Nobel Prize. Prize. Well, thank you, John. Bravo. Bravo. I'll tell you, we just have a lot of good people doing good things, and uh, the Ukrainian people desperately need it, and we're going to keep trying to help. That thank is you wonderful. For that. You are awesome what you're doing, Let's, Gov. We're so proud of you. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.